let us worship God. Then confident that nothing is able to separate us from the love of God, let's join together in the prayer of confession and then take a few moments to silently confess the wrong we have done. Eternal God, in whom we live and move and have our being, whose face is hidden from us by our sins, and whose mercy we forget in the blindness of our hearts. Cleanse us from all our offenses and deliver us from proud thoughts and vain desires, that with reverent and humble hearts we may draw near to you, confessing our faults, confiding in your grace, and finding in you our refuge and strength through Jesus Christ, your Son. Amen. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ, and Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ intercedes for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare to you, all you have confessed is forgiven and forgotten. By the grace of God, you have been made new. Thanks be to God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious eternal God, we thank you for all the blessings we enjoy today. May we always be mindful that you are the source of all the good things that come to us. We thank you for your everlasting grace, your forgiveness, for all the moments of gladness that brighten our day, for visiting family, for our lives, for the faith that sustains them, and for your ever-present guide and comfort of your Holy Spirit. Confident of your love and care, we lift up to you the needs of all your people, all who are sick and hurt, and all who are grieving the loss of family and friends, that you will send your healing power to restore wholeness to all who suffer, that they will be comforted and filled with your peace, knowing that you are always near them. May all who suffer be strengthened in their faith and their troubled spirits calmed. May they see the blessings of each new day and have hope in the future. We pray for your protection for our military, police, and firefighters, and all first responders, and we give thanks for their bravery and sacrifice. We pray for all who have lost loved ones, homes, livelihood in the wake of Hurricane Harvey and the wildfires burning in the West. We pray you will give them strength and courage for each day and for hope for the days ahead. May all who are able to provide resources to sustain them and help them rebuild respond with compassion and overflowing generosity. In the name of your son, Jesus, we bring before you all who were named this morning. We ask for travel mercies for all who are traveling and all the children who are returning to school. We pray for their safety that you will protect them, keep them safe from all harm, and guide them in all that they do. We bring before you all our concerns and all that troubles us. We place them in your faithful hands, confident of your care and everlasting presence. And we ask in the name of your precious Son, Jesus, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. 
Amen. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Living God, help us to hear your holy word with open hearts so that we may truly understand and understanding that we may believe and believing that we may follow in all faithfulness and obedience, seeking your honor and glory in all that we do. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Psalm 138. Hear the word of the Lord. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word. Our next reading comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. Jabbetz was honored more than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabbetz, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabbetz called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your right hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from hurt and harm. And God granted what he asked. This is the word of the Lord. The prayer of Jabez. Anybody remember back in the early 2000s, uh, the year 2000, that this big prayer of Jabez came out? They had a book, it's not very thick, very thin book, that Bruce Wilkinson put out uh, about this prayer of Jabez, and everybody was hooked on this prayer of Jabez. This was before I even went to seminary. I know the Newtown Presbyterian Church did a lot of stuff with it. They did a Bible study on it and everything else. And you look at it, it's like, how can you do a Bible study on 25 words? Basically, 25 words, which is the prayer that Jabez put out there. And again, his prayer was, uh, oh, you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted his prayer. We did like a five-week Bible study on that verse. A five-week Bible study. And then when I really get into it, when I started to do my research for the, the sermon this week, I went, you could easily do a five-week Bible study on this because you can literally take each part of that prayer and take it apart and, and put it back together again and see where this prayer is in our own lives. The very first part that Jody wrote, uh, read was from his mother, Jabez's mother, where it says, it actually names what he was, names his name. His name was born out of pain, so whenever you hear Jabez, you're thinking pain. And one of the things that he asked God was that I don't have that pain. 
take that away from me. Now, before I get into the prayer of Jabez and stuff, First Chronicles, that book alone is, I have to tell you, it's not one of the most exciting books in the world. Kind of boring. It's literally this little verse, these two lines, is in between a whole bunch of David's lineage. lineage. Now, they start going, David, David, this, this, uncles, this, such and such. And all of a sudden, it's like squirrel, and let's say a prayer, and it goes back into more names. There's no rhyme or reason why this is in the middle of all these names. It makes no sense. No sense at all. And you know, when you read the commentators and stuff, they have no idea why that was put in there. But it was. It was like squirrel. Let me think of something else real quick because this stuff is putting me to sleep, so let me think of something else. And then we'll go back to the names again. But when I think of it with the lineage of David, it makes sense with the psalm that Donna read. Because in that psalm, if you heard properly, it said, on the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. And another piece where verse 7 of that, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand and your right hand delivers me. It really is almost the same as what Jabez is asking for. See, Jabez knew the stories of David. He knew the story of David against Goliath. He knew the stories of the battles of David. And he knew the faith that David had in God. He also knew how much God trusted David and how much David was blessed by God. And he was asking, he was asking for the same thing. I mean, not just anybody can just ask for these blessings. You have to trust. You have to, and you hear me say this week after week after week. You really have to trust in God. And Jabez did. David did. There's other people that really had that faith in God, like Abraham. Abraham had that faith in God. Job had that faith in God. Even through all that horrible stuff that you read in the book of Job, Job still had faith. Abraham had faith. It's in the Old and New Testament of the people that had faith. The disciples had faith that they gave up everything, everything they had to follow Christ. They trusted God and they trusted Christ with every ounce of their being. And in that, God answered Jabez's prayer. God knew Jabez's heart. He knew that he would do anything for God, and God used him. One of the most fascinating lines in this whole prayer for me is Jabez asked for, increase my borders, increase my territory. Now, back then, in those times, the more territory you had, the bigger you had more power. You had more status, more authority. The more property, the better. But Jabez wasn't asking for that more authority and that more power for himself. Jabez was asking for those enlarged borders so he could use that for the good of God, so that he was going to serve God in those borders. Now, 
It could be that he wanted to increase his borders so he could grow more food, so he could feed more people. Maybe he wanted to increase those borders so he could welcome the stranger and more strangers in. There is nothing that says why he wanted his borders increased other than he wanted to serve God more. So we ask for that blessing, that blessing of please increase my territory, increase my borders. How many times have we ever sat there and as we pray to God that we ask to increase our borders, but we're, we in, increase our stuff. Jabez wasn't asking for more stuff. He wasn't asking for instead of a Hyundai, a BMW. He wasn't asking for a two-bedroom house for a McMansion. He was asking God to increase his borders so he could use that to worship and serve God. Again, there is nothing in the commentaries that say exactly how he was going to do that. But you knew from his heart that that's what he meant. Again, you didn't know how, but you knew that he wanted to do that. And he really did live by this prayer. And again, you sit there and you hear the words, and God granted his prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I've prayed to God a lot. And you know, I don't get all my prayers answered, at least not in my timing. Because, you know, as you know, I like to control things every now and then. And when I ask for something, it's really not a question I want it done. Like when I go to Jody, it's like, hey, Jody, by the way, can you do this for me? Now, I'm being nice. But she also knows, I better do that or else she's going to bug me. <laughs> so she does it. I do. I bug you, don't I? Yeah, well, she won't admit it, but I do. But when I ask God for, for a blessing or a prayer, I, I want to see it. I want that immediate gratification. How many, else, how many others out there want that immediate gratification? Everybody. Yeah. That's why we have fast food restaurants. We don't want to wait for them to cook our burger. We know it's already being cooked. So we go to, to, to McDonald's or Burger King or something. Because we don't want to take the time to sit down and really have a meal and maybe even have a conversation with people. We just go through the drive-thru, get our fries and our Big Mac, and we can go on our way. But here's the thing. And Jabez knew this. Everything is perfect in God's timing. It's not about when I want to see something done. It's not about when Jody or Tom or Jeff want to see something done. It's about when God knows that it's the right time for that to happen. Now, I know that there are a lot of people down in Texas praying very hard right now, praying hard that they don't lose everything in three feet of water in the floods. I know the people in Rockport are praying that their houses are still standing after 145 mile an hour sustained winds as the hurricane came right through Rockport, Texas. I know people are praying that their loved ones are safe when they hear that buildings have collapsed from the, the winds and stuff of that hurricane. People are praying down in Texas as they're running up into their attics so they don't get swallowed up in the floods that are happening in their houses right now. It's almost like it's Katrina revisited when you hear about people going up into their attics to be safe. 
because the water is already on their first floor coming up to the second floor. People are praying, and I know God is there. And I know God is blessing them and, and doing everything in God's power to make sure that they are safe. You sit there and it's like, do they really have that faith in God that God will protect them? Jabez had that faith. He had that faith because he knew David had that faith. He has that faith because he knew the stories of Abraham and how God blessed Abraham's family, how God blessed Sarah with a child, how God blessed Abraham with a nation how we would be part of that new nation, how we would be part of God's kingdom and God's family and God's children. One of the things that this prayer of Jabez also tells us is that it goes out and because he wants to enlarge his borders, it's the same commandment that we have been told in the New Testament, that we are to go out and spread the good news and we are to go out and make nations of all. It's the last commandment that Jesus says, go out, go out of these walls, go out on the limbs, go out of your comfort zones, the shout from the rooftop that this is my faith and I stand by it. I haven't heard anybody or have read anybody in the Bible that keeps their faith to themselves. When the blind man could finally see, he spread it. He shouted it from the rooftops that I can see thanks to the love of God and my faith and trust in God. When the Israelites were taken out of bondage out of Egypt, they trusted that God would protect them. Now, granted, yes, they had their times when they would whine. They had their times when they had their doubts. But every time those doubts came in, God proved himself to them every time when they whined because they didn't have enough to eat, yet when they were slaves, they at least maybe had one meal a day or one meal every two days. God provided manna for them. When they whined that they were thirsty and they didn't have enough to drink, God provided something to drink for them. God provided what they needed to be sustained. Jabez knew these stories. He knew all these stories and he lived his life knowing that if he does everything for God and puts God first that he will be blessed that he will be blessed just like David was just like Abraham just like Job in our lives do we have that same blind trust in God a hundred percent of the time it's hard you hear me say that week after week too having faith is hard knowing what we know knowing the control that we want to have to give that up to give it all over to God and trust that God will protect us and give us what we need to be sustained it's hard those people down in Texas today are being, and I hate to say tested, I hate that word, because God doesn't test people. But their faith is being tested today. That they trust and give everything over to God, knowing that God will protect them. 
And that may mean a first responder is finally able to get to them to get them out of that attic. It may be the electric company being able to shut off all the natural gas because in Rockport, one of the reporters said that he could smell natural gas still in the air. They turn that off so there aren't explosions and stuff like that. Maybe it's God putting people in our paths that we have that faith in God. And maybe it's their faith that will help build the ones that are in, have that doubt right now. We all have our doubts. We all have our, our, our questions in our lives. We all go through ebb and flows. This I believe wholeheartedly here, and then all of a sudden something bad happens, and then it starts to wither just a little bit, and then something happens, ebbs and flows. We all have it, including myself. We all have it. But Jabez lived that faith. He asked to be blessed. He asked to have his borders and his territory enlarged. And God answered his prayers. God answers our prayers too. God is there for us. Sometimes we may not realize it. Sometimes, as I've said before, sometimes we turn our backs. But God is always there. And one of the things that I realized in this is that Jabez was very proactive in his faith. He was very faithful before he even had this prayer. Again, he knew the stories. He knew the outcomes. We know the stories. We've read them. We've heard them. You've heard the word preached on them. We've seen some of them come alive in our lives. We know the outcomes. We have the ability to shout it from the rooftop, rooftops, our faith. We can wear it on our sleeves, hopefully without the fear of being persecuted. We are in a country where we're allowed to say what we believe. When we read the Apostles' Creed or say the Apostles' Creed every week, it's what we believe. We believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the communion of saints. We have all been blessed. We have been blessed because we are a, a faith family, and we rely on each other in our good times and our bad times. If somebody has fallen, we are all there to take a hand and help pick them up. If somebody is celebrating something new, we all shout with joy for that individual. When there is a new baby that comes into our congregation, we get excited. We get excited because like, how can we help teach this child what it means to have God in their lives? How can I share the joy that I have with this new child? And we celebrate the birth of that child. And we celebrate every birthday after that because we, we see how they grow in their faith and in their journey. And that's because we're part of a family. And we've been blessed to have each other in that family. We have all been blessed. Again, the prayer of Jabez is in the middle of this whole lineage of David. It makes no sense that, that those two verses in chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, makes no sense that all of a sudden they just drop this prayer in there. 
And if you read quick enough through it, you would read right over that. And more important than that, if you even try and find it, because you know this prayer of Jabez is somewhere, and you start looking at the normal books where you would think you would find a prayer, you never expect to look in First Chronicles. It's just a bunch of names. Why would it be in there? Well, it makes sense after a while, because it is the lineage of David and the power and the blessing that God bestowed upon David, that this prayer of Jabez would be there. Keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. Or just the prayer in general. Enlarge my borders and my territory, that your hand might be with me, that God, you will be with me. He asked God to be with him every moment of his day and his prayers were answered. And when we ask God to be there for us, God is there for us. God is there for his children, and we are his children. We are his people. We are his voice. We are to share that and share all the joys and blessings that we have received from God with those around us. We have been blessed just as much as Jabez, just as much as David. We have been blessed by God, and God is with us every moment of our days. Amen and amen. As you leave this place, if you leave with nothing else, know that God has blessed each and every one of us, that God is with us every moment of our lives, and to count that and count on that in our lives and to give it all up to God and know that God will be there to protect us. As you leave this place, may the shalom of God, the love, compassion of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with us all.